A dark shape scurried through the shadows ahead, disappearing under the belly of a rusted spaceship. Elisa Marchenko halted, tightening her grip on her old Etcher 50. Rustling sounds came from beneath the ship, along with a low growl. Elisa hoped it was just another of the big rodents she'd seen earlier. Those weren't exactly friendly, but at least they didn't endanger anything higher up than her calves, so long as she remained standing. Micah, her fellow scavenger on this self-appointed mission, bumped into her back, jostling her. Elisa caught herself on the hull of the rusty derelict and grimaced when her palms smacked against something moist and sticky. She wiped it on her trousers, glad for the dim lighting in the cavern. Sorry, Micah whispered, the shadows hiding her face, but not the fact that she carried a toolbox almost as big as she was. Elisa ought to have her leading the way. She could sling that box around with the authority of an assault rifle. Can't we risk a light? Micah added. We might trip over some unexploded ordnance down here and blow ourselves up. I see your pessimism hasn't faded in the years since we served together. Pessimism is an admirable quality in an engineer. Pessimistic people check their work three times because they're sure something won't be right. Optimistic people check once, trust in soulless day to keep the ship safe, then blow everyone up. I think you're mistaking the word optimistic for inept. They've got a similar ring to my ear. Elisa looked past Micah's short, tousled hair and toward the mouth of the massive cavern. The skeletons of dozens of junked ships stood between them and the harsh red daylight of the desert outside. She was tempted to say yes to Micah's suggestion of light, but the sounds of punches and grunts arose less than fifty meters away. A guttural male voice cursed in one of the old earth languages, and someone cried out in pain. A juicy and final thump followed, making Elisa think of a star melon splatting open after falling from a rooftop. Men laughed, their voices rough and cruel. No light, Elisa whispered. Micah shrugged, tools clinking faintly in her box. You're the captain. Not unless this works, I'm not. I thought you got promoted at the end of the war. I did, but the war's over, Elisa said. The war was over and the Alliance had forgotten about her in the aftermath, leaving her in the hands of the dubious medical care available from the local facilities. Elisa had eventually recovered after spending a month in a dilapidated turn-of-the-century regeneration tank and two months learning to walk again, but she had little more than the clothes on her back. Worse, she was stranded on this dust ball of a planet, billions of miles from her home from her daughter. Her fingers strayed toward a pocket with an envelope in it, one of her few possessions. It contained a letter from her sister-in-law, Sylvia, a letter written by hand in a time when most communications were electronic, a letter that had taken weeks to find her in the hospital, a letter that explained that her husband had died in the final bombings of Perron Central. Only knowing that her eight-year-old daughter still lived, and was staying with Sylvia on Perrin, 
had given Elisa the strength to endure the months of rehabilitation and the weeks of scrounging and planning to reach this place, to come up with a way to get back home. Micah started to respond to her comment, but Elisa turned her back to end the conversation and continued picking her way through the junk piles. Talking was not wise. Not down here. More noises came from the wreckage all around them, including a chewing sound that Elisa found unnerving. A few more steps and she heard something being dragged through the fine dust on the cavern floor, dust that drifted upward with her steps, teasing her nostrils, making her want to sneeze. She pinched her nose, having no delusions that the men hiding in here were anything but criminals, criminals who wouldn't care that she had helped free them from the oppression and tyranny of the Empire. As they drew farther from the entrance, the smell of the junk cavern grew stronger, scents of rust and oil and burned wires, but also of butchered meat and carcasses left to the animal scavengers. Elisa was tempted to keep pinching her nostrils shut. Are you sure you know where you're going? Micah whispered. I know where I left the ship six years ago. That's a no, right? The engine was smoking by the time I made it in here. I doubt anyone fixed it up to move her. Another clunk came from the darkness, and Elisa added, Talk later. Soft growls and snarls came from the path ahead. Elisa made herself continue onward. The creatures making the noises did not sound large. She caught herself reaching toward the side of her head to tap on the ear star that had hung there like jewelry for so much of her life. Assuming the satellites were still in orbit on Duster, she could have used it to call up a map of their surroundings, but she had lost it in the crash. Micah did not wear one either. She'd said she sold hers for food. Apparently, computer and communications tech was easier for her to give up than her tools. Elisa's toe bumped into something on the narrow path. It did not feel like a rock or piece of debris. She started to step over it, not wanting to know the details. A beam of light flashed up ahead, someone heading down the path toward them. Elisa stepped back and grabbed Micah's shoulder, pushing her toward wreckage to the side of them. Hide, she breathed. 